Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. following is a rebroadcast of a segment on Talkback with Chuck Wilder, broadcast from Hollywood Hills, California, and syndicated nationally on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Everybody's talking at me. CRN Digital Talk Radio, Chuck Wilder here. I got Tomas, he's at the network. We're live across America and around the world at crntalk.com. Today's guest, Frank Savato, returns. Uh, his latest, uh, finally, someone serious has said the word treason. His writings have been recognized by the U.S. International Relations Committee and the Japan Center for Conflict Prevention. His analysis has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, Washington Times, Accuracy and Media, and he syndicated nationally. Mr. Savato is the author of six books examining internal and external threats facing our country. He's host on the Underground Podcast Network. That's undergroundusa.com. His website, frankjsavato.com. Hey, Frank, it's been too long. How are you, sir? Mr. Wilder, how are you, my friend? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're one of those, uh, I guess out of 1,000, there's... A hundred that say, "Mr. Wilder, yes," and it's just like, "Make well, you feel." You have to, you have to show deference and respect for someone of your stature, sir. Oh, I thought you were referring to me as the old man. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, well, hey, you know, you had a couple that came across. Finally, someone seriously said the word treason. That's very interesting, listener. But he also posted Jerry Nadler and his predetermined outcome. Uh, do you really think those Democrats uh, just uh, figured out exactly what Mueller was going to be saying and all that good stuff? Did, did they have their crystal no, ball? <laughs> I, I just think that they would spin it for, for political opportunistic purposes uh, directly out of the box. And, and Mr. Nadler's statement saying that that he would be prosecuting people for uh, prosecuting Mr. Trump and holding him accountable for his crimes and everything that's, that's committed – you know, words matter. Barack Obama told us that. Mm-hmm. And and if words matter, then he's telegraphed the fact that he's already come to a conclusion without any without his investigation taking place. So, you know, we live in the age of, of Democrats who exercise the ends justifies the mean mm-hmm. in order to be able to do what they want to do. It's uh it's actually quite pathetic because government isn't being served, only politics. You know, the the strange thing, uh, Frank, is that uh, I have this feeling that the majority, okay, the majority of Democratic voters are actually swallowing all of this, you know, like uh, 
we got to impeach him because uh, Mueller wanted to get him, but Mueller couldn't get him, and uh, so Nancy Pelosi, you know, and uh, I think, uh, and as I understand, it's going to be up to Nancy Pelosi and uh, uh, what's his name there, the you know, the guy that uh, Biden, that the little girl lover, uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, they're going to be the ones that's actually determine whether there's impeachment or not. Jerry Nadler and, you know, and, and that crowd is, uh, I don't know. I just, well, you know, Nadler's got a, a, a an impressive position that he's seated in right now. You know, head of the Judiciary Committee is, is nothing to sneeze at. That was something Henry Hyde sat in during the impeachment proceedings against Bill Clinton. So he's got some power. But the difference between Henry Hyde and Jerry Nadler is that Henry Hyde gathered evidence, put it forth like, like it was a trial, let the people actually vote on it without coercing them. Jerry Nadler's got a predetermined conclusion that guilt is already there. I mean, it, be, it betrays our judicial process, whether it happens in the legislative branch or whether it happens in the judicial system. So um, he's not being ingenuous at all. This is a this is a political witch hunt, and the reason that they're they're thumping on this investigation and 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 Mueller's comments. And remember, Mueller's comments didn't really say anything that wasn't in the report. There is no proof of collusion. There is no proof that a crime ever went. His words matter as well. You know, um, it's because they've done nothing since they've taken control. They've got nothing going into 2020 that they can hang their hat on as far as accomplishments because they haven't done any legislating. They've been they put politics before government. And they have completely failed not only the American people, but all of the Democrat voters. They haven't moved any legislation that, that, that shows that they've even done anything on their behalf. And this is, in that regard, one of the most pathetic Congresses that have ever been seated. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if they think, well, you know, we've uh, really gone forward with uh, let's have more abortions and things like that, I don't believe that's going to be their main platform. It's just not going to work for them. Uh, Frank, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back. Uh, Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, and it's frankjsavato.com. Com, all right, and also newmediajournal.us. We shall return. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato. Hey, Frank, got to ask you real quick. Uh, I know that you're a partner of the TRR Consulting Firm. Uh, is that the same as the Archangel Organization, or is that separate? No, we rolled Archangel into that. Uh, right now we're doing a lot of political marketing, um, running a couple campaigns here in Santa Rosa County, Florida, and throughout the Panhandle. Uh, so it's it's morphed into something a little bit bigger and a little bit more comprehensive, and we're we're just happy to happy to be in the game. I'm just uh, happy to have you back, you know. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, how ironic and hypocritical, because uh, uh, <laughs> Frank's... Uh, title on this you know jerry nadler and his predetermined outcome right uh and i always point out you know the hypocrites especially with the democratic party and it's the old thing you know rules for radicals or whatever you know blame one side what you're doing you know 21 years ago gerald nadler he was on the house judiciary committee and this was when ken Starr turned over his report on president bill clinton and jerry nadler back then, I mean, 
screaming uh, to high heaven that they didn't want anything released before it was all redacted for the grand jury testimony and the information was going to hurt people. And if you recall, listener, he's the guy that was jumping up and down, banging his spoon in the high chair, all about the Mueller report. Uh, isn't it amazing? And well, then later, is, yeah, go they ahead. Don't, they don't, you know, it's, if it's good for them, it's good for them. If it's bad for them, it's bad for them. There is no uh, equal playing field when politics is concerned. I know I, I, we talk about this all the time when I'm on because it seems to be something that needs to be repeated. Mm-hmm. But George Washington said it best in his farewell address, beware factions in government because they will be the end of the republic. And when he was talking about factions, he was talking about political parties. Right now, both political parties, Democrats to a much greater extent, but I'm, I'm not going to absolve Republicans either. They put party politics before good government. It's always, it's always what's best for the party. That, that really has to start coming to an end. We need to start voting people into office that aren't kowtowing to their political parties and who are willing to stand up on their principles to serve the people. Whoever elects them to office, and I'm talking to Democrats as well as Republicans, mm-hmm. if, if your Democrat elected official doesn't do what they promised and simply wants to fling mud against the wall to look good because he just can't stand the Republicans or hates Donald Trump, then you've got to start looking at who you're electing to office because they're not serving you. Yeah. The same goes for Republicans. You know, this starts, politics is local. It, it starts at home, and it trickles up, unlike the economy trickling down in capitalism. So, you know, it's time to hold our elected officials responsible. I haven't seen Democrats do a damn thing this whole Congress except try to figure out how to brand Donald Trump with something right. that they created during the 2016 election cycle, the dossier and all the information in it. Uh, you know, they, they, they thwart him at every turn. So what governing is being done for the American people in this Congress? Zero. Yep. You know, I had a guest on from Americans for Limited Government, uh, Robert Romano, and he had written an article, and uh, it was about, uh, you know, they, if, if they go through with the impeachment, they're going to be damned. And if they don't go through the impeachment, they're going to be damned because, see, it's like the mainstream media. Uh, you know, the, what they're doing, they've been preaching all of this falsehood, and now they just can't all of a sudden say, well, I made a mistake. And it's the same thing with the Democratic congressional critters. You know, you're paying their salary if you're a Democrat, okay? And like Frank said, they're doing nothing, nada. You know, they won't even meet because they hate Trump. They hate Trump. Hillary lost Hillary. That's just unbelievable. I've, I've never seen it like this, Frank. No, it's well. We've, we've, history history bears out that during the uh, the presidential contest between Adams and Jefferson, it was quite caustic. Um, but they didn't have the media apparatus that we have today. Right today, it, it's supercharged. You have a mainstream media who's bought and paid for, in the most part, by the progressive left. Um, they've got a, a, a deep bench going into the journalism schools where they are indoctrinated into not only feel-good reporting mm-hmm. and, and opinion reporting, but it's decidedly jaded to the left and the one-world thought process. And you've got social media where people can take opinionated pieces or even disinformation and and move forward with it at hyperspeed. I was, I was listening to uh, 
uh, Dennis Prager yesterday, and, and he had mm-hmm. a guest on who was a who was a, a, a professor of psychology who did a, a deep study into Google and and the information placements <laughs> in the Google searches, and they were saying that disinformation pushed up in those search results can can flip an elect an election mm-hmm. by three million votes, and and what he found in the last election was that that the information that was rising to the top at Google benefited Hillary Clinton. So she yeah. runs around saying she won the popular vote. It's because they manipulated the truth in order to dupe people. Oh, yeah. Which, which goes know. back to what you said in the first segment. You're afraid that the Democrats are just swallowing us and moving forward with it? Mm-hmm. Rank and file? You're right. And I'll tell you something uh, on that Google situation. Boy, I've been on that for like a year and a half, two years and I know people get tired of saying it. And I said, look, give it up. Do not search Google. Go to DuckDuckGo.com, all right? And Google, it, it's amazing, you know, during the election, the, before uh, the election ever started. You know, you would ask a question, you know, that referred to something. Did Trump say so-and-so? And all of a sudden, you're getting all this information about why you should be voting for Hillary. Had nothing to do with the subject matter. But maybe... Maybe, Frank, see, to cover their rear end, the story might come up on page five or page six. But I I don't think most people go past page one when they're searching for something. They'll try a different no. site. Yeah. No, first first page and second page. As a matter of fact, in the in the reputation management industry, it's it's uh, commonly held that if you're trying to bury something that's that's not good mm-hmm. for your client, as long as you can get it off the first ten pages of a search, it's tantamount to non-existent. Well, look at so uh, yeah, we've got an attention span problem in this in this country when it comes to gathering information. Everybody has been um, conditioned to want immediate results and immediate gratification uh, when it comes to information. And in the climate that we exist in, that doesn't happen. If you really want the truth, you've got to take some time and do some digging, Mm -hmm. especially where politics is concerned. And I know it's hard to balance it because. the Democrats have uh, have the advantage, okay? They've got Hollywood, right? And they've got uh, what we were talking about a while ago, the, the, a lot of major newspapers, uh, Google, things like that. Facebook, for example, 80%, they say, uh, of everyone at Facebook is uh, strictly Democratic, you know, donors and the whole thing. It's interesting, though, uh, I go on Facebook quite a bit, and uh, I, it's amazing that I haven't been blocked. Because I'll share things that you'd think, well, you know, you know, you know, the guy that just caught himself on fire in front of uh, mm-hmm. Washington D.C. a couple of days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one for yep. me, it was amazing. He was walking around and he wasn't, you know, screaming his head off, and he just looked uh, like maybe he was drugged or something. Uh, but uh, on Facebook today, on on my page, it popped up and it showed a picture of him, and they had a had the words coming out of his mouth. Uh, and it said, uh, Trump is, uh, it was either insane. No, Trump is mentally ill. Yeah. Coming out of the guy that set himself on fire. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just wrote, these, I just wrote my all, comment. These are all just narratives that the left tried to foist uh, into the public lexicon yeah. during the 2016 election that didn't catch. And, 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 you know, you hit on this a little earlier. You said they never admit a mistake. No, they mm-hmm. don't. They should have gotten off of this as fast as humanly possible after the after the Mueller report came out and moved towards issue-based stuff so they had something 
in the barrel for the 2020 election. But they're going to stick with Trump is a racist. Trump is a misogynist. Trump is, yeah. is you know, mentally unstable. We want an intervention. There's no substance to these statements. They never back that up with fact. When you, when you talk about Trump being a racist, I've got issues with Donald Trump, and I did before, before the 2016 election. Yeah. But he is our president, and he's been duly elected. I know you we know, talked about when him. Talk, when they talk about yeah. him being a racist, this guy's got awards from the NAACP. Does, does that mean the NAACP was, was bought and paid for by Donald Trump? Suddenly he became a racist as, as the, the, the campaign went forward. So that's a political narrative. When it comes to being a, a, a misogynist, you know, no. Yeah, the secondhand hearsay at, at a country club locker room where every other guy and the girls' locker rooms are just as bad are, are saying things about the opposite sex and objectifying them. You know, boy, glass houses on that one. And mentally unstable? The guy's a billionaire. How many oh, mentally yeah, unstable yeah. billionaires do you see around? Those people are usually sharp, and if they have anything, they've got ADD because they're moving so quick. Yeah. And, you know, his income tax thing, that's the, once, uh, you know, they found out, my goodness, he lost a billion dollars. Yeah, you know. And how did he do that? The same way all these guys do it. You know, if you have a bad investment, you get to write things off, you know, and it's not because your name is Trump. Um, the, I'd like you, to see them. I'd like yeah. to see them looking into Maxine Waters' tax returns and Nancy Pelosi's tax returns as hard as they want to look into his. Maxine Waters sat on the banking committee and suddenly became a millionaire. Do yeah. you think maybe we should look at her tax returns? Here's Nancy Pelosi owns a vineyard. How many? How much loss does she have on that every year to be able to write off? She's a multimillionaire. Yeah. You uh, know, so <laughs> let's, if we're going to be screaming about tax returns, everybody should have to show them, because I believe Congress, and especially the Senate, boy, you're going to find some dirty stuff there everywhere. It's not oh. Donald Trump. Congress you know, the, are the uh, biggest violators yeah. of, of insider information and, and, and manipulation of taxes. So, boy, bring it. But, <laughs> but bring your seat to the table, too. Oh, I'd love to see that, you know. And it's uh, – uh, what, uh, what was I trying to think about here is uh, – uh, okay, you mentioned Maxine Waters. Then we got uh, Tlaib on the Intelligence Committee, right? You've got a lady that, you know, that's kind of uh, implying that, you know, that uh, that maybe we should all be, uh, you know, studying Sharia law and getting ready for it. And uh, and it's it's crazy. The Democrats are absolutely crazy, but it is both sides. And, you know, you look into it. I got a thing here. I was looking for it when you was mentioning. OK, talking about dump uh, dump. I'm sorry, Trump. Boy, Anyway, I was thinking about we need to dump on the, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be all right. President dump today, so yes. Uh, anyway, I hate it when people talk about him being a racist because, you know, some of the things you pointed out, and I mm -hmm. personally believe that he's the least racist president we've had, and I found it right here, okay? Uh, it says, Donald Trump is the first racist in history to have dated a black woman, Deported an ex-Nazi, remember that? Nobody mm -hmm. would deport the guy. Upgraded Martin Luther King's birthplace to a National Historical Park. Well, they're talking about that now. Posthumously pardoned legendary boxer Jack Johnson. Kissed the mm -hmm. Western Wall. Loved his Jewish grandchildren. Established an Opportunity Revitalization Council to restore the black neighborhoods. Signed a major 
criminal reform bill, let me see, granted Alice Johnson clemency, uh, loaned mm-hmm. his personal jet to Nelson Mandela, declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel, moved the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, overseen the lowest black unemployment in history, denounced David Duke, and be given a Lifetime Achievement Award after paving a way for blacks to enter corporate America. And then you get into Largo and all the other stuff, you know. And there's so many things you don't hear about because he doesn't uh, toot his horn on that. He just toots his horn when somebody uh, P.O.'s, yeah, him off. <laughs> I'll put it, well, put you it know, there. When you're talking about their claim to racism, yeah, you know, what are they juxtaposing that that too. I mean, Barack Obama was more divisive, with, along with Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, when it came to race relations than anybody. You, you saw Black Lives Matter doing violence in the street. You saw mm-hmm. the new Black Panthers intimidating voters at at uh, at, at vote, in voting precincts in Philadelphia. They didn't even prosecute. Half the time, they didn't even prosecute or try to try to enforce law enforcement procedures when Black Lives Matter was rioting in the streets and burning things and, and looting things. They just stood by because they didn't want to inflame racial tensions. So who was, who was more divisive and who was more racist when it, when it came to treating Americans like Americans and not looking at the color of their skin mm-hmm. than Barack Obama? You know, Barack Obama being half black, and he was half black because his mother was white. He was mm-hmm. not the first black president. He was the first mixed race president. Um, you know, Martin, he didn't listen to Martin Luther King at all. I grew up listening to Martin Luther King back in the sixties and in the, up until the day he died. Don't judge me by the color of my skin. Judge me by the content of my character. When you've got people throwing bricks through windows of businesses because they believe they've been slighted, who have been enraged and, and, and inflamed by people who are, have political opportunistic desires, you know, is is that when you give people a pass for doing that isn't that judging them on the color of their skin yeah and you know the thing is it's like you get the snowball rolling holder didn't prosecute and because obama didn't want him to uh the new black panther party for voter intimidation philadelphia i think it was where they were uh threatening white voters you know you're not if you're Mm -hmm. not voting for obama you're not going in this building Uh, but Obama just flat put it on the table with the beer summit. You know, the black professor who was drunk trying to get in his home and his key wouldn't fit, and the police officers thought he was breaking into the house, you know, because that's what it looked like. You know, the key wouldn't fit. And then Obama stepped in, right? Oh, yeah, this is racism. And then he invited them to the picnic table, and they had some beer, and look at me, I... Boy, I'm solving all the racial problems in America. We're going to continue, wrap things up with the one and only Frank Savato. S-A-L-V-A-T-O. It's frankjsavato.com. Don't go away. Everybody's talking at me. CRN. Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, partner TRR Consulting Group. All right. And, uh, you know, you wrote another article that uh, before this one here, and it was called, uh, Finally, Someone Serious Has Said the Word Treason. And in it, you're talking about trying to overturn the election of a president not only disenfranchises the American people of the constitutional right to elect their leaders, it adheres to their enemies, 
And I was thinking, you know, when we were talking about this, uh, remember the hanging chads and it had to go to the yeah. Supreme Court? Another Democrat who said, I know I won. I won. No, how can this happen? This can't be right. Uh, Crybabies. <laughs> well, yeah, and that happened uh, in, in my neck of the woods in West yeah. Palm Beach, Florida. That's where the, where the the world was focused on for almost days. It was the humidity, days. wasn't it? Yeah, um, the humidity. You no, know, it was Al, Al Gore. <laughs> Gore versus Gore versus Bush, you know. Um, the, the, what I was referring to in the, in the article that I wrote was was Strzok and Page from over yeah. at the FBI. You know, th- there are declarative statements in the texts that were that were uncovered uh, in the investigation that said we need an insurance policy against this president. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, he'll never. We he, we'll stop this. These these are words of people who are trying to overthrow a duly elected president, which means these are words from people who are trying to overthrow the duly elected government. That is the definition of treason. Mm-hmm. Now, aiding and abetting the enemy. If we 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 do know that that the the dossier um, that was put together by the Democrats had false information in that it was gleaned from overseas people who wanted to see Trump lose the election. That is something that has to do with manipulating the the outcome of an election and aiding someone who wants to harm the co- the country. So when you look at Webster's definition, you know, the offense of attempting to attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of the state to which the offender owes allegiance, well, that's that's textbook. So why these two people aren't aren't truly facing consequences for executing treasonous actions is beyond me. This is just another example of having a two-tiered system. Yeah. People who are who are integral in the swamp get away with whatever they want to get away with, and the rest of the rank and file, you and me and everybody else who actually work for a living, we have to play by a completely different set but of rules. But you know, I'll tell you something. It seems like, uh, you know, you get away with it, especially if you're a Democrat, because when you look at people like Mike Flynn... You know, he didn't commit treason, but, you know, they boy, those people, you know, they got grilled right and left. I always thought, you know, whenever they were talking about the insurance policy, uh, I didn't realize that it was, you know, I, but it turned out to be, I guess, that it was actually the dossier and the steel papers. Yeah, and 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 who created those? It was created by Fusion GPS for the mm-hmm. for the for the DNC and the Clinton campaign. So if somebody was colluding with the Russians, if somebody was trying to manipulate the outcome of an election to affect the government of the United States in an adverse way, it wasn't Donald Trump. It was Hillary Clinton and the DNC. And, yeah. and at that point, I think Donna Brazil was kind of bright to resign as the DNC chair in the middle of the, of the run-up to the election, because <laughs> maybe she didn't want to be a part of that whole thing. You know, the, the, these people, and this is, again, we go back to Saul Alinsky, and rules for radicals. The ends right. justifies the means. They are willing to do anything, say anything, and affect anything to make sure that they can gather and hold on to power. That's not the way it's supposed to be in the United States. You're supposed to bring your principles and your stance to the public square and allow the people to decide. They did not. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? You'd have to flash back, a way, way, way back. Hey, Frank Savato, thank you very much, sir, and uh, enjoy the weather down there, and uh, take care of yourself, and we'll do this again as soon as possible, okay? I look forward to it. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Chuck. 
All right, frankjsavato.com, Underground Podcast Network, that's undergroundusa.com, and newmediajournal.us. Jim Corey, he's up next. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, like us, and share us with your friends. The Underground USA podcasts can be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, and accessed through the Himalaya podcast app for all your smart devices. This podcast is a production of Underground USA, accessible at undergroundusa.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.